0: what's up everybody welcome back to another episode of the midweek athletes pod yeah first things first happy holidays happy new year uh hope you guys got to enjoy that with family and loved ones and may this 2024 year be iconic uh kobe year so do it big let's go so so yeah that's all i got to say You. I don't really
1: have much to say other than happy holidays. Hopefully everything went well for everybody. They enjoyed it. Got to spend time with family, make memories, um, and watch some good football, some good sports going on.
0: Speaking of football, let's just go ahead and jump right into it. So, top four college football teams played last night. You sure we got to start here? Yeah, yeah. Let's let's go ahead and get this over (laughs) with. It pains me too, but... Let's get to it. All right, so Michigan and Alabama played in the Rose Bowl. What was your reaction to that?
1: That Michigan should have won by, like, at least two touchdowns. Because Three, oh my Michigan God, was yes. the better team. Michigan uh, botched the extra point because mm-hmm. they rolled the ball back. They missed the field goal. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what J.J. McCarthy was thinking on the, the, what was it, the first play of the game where he really should have thrown a pick. Yep. Then they muffed the punt. Like, Michigan mm-hmm. was just a superior team to me because the defense was dominating
0: I feel like that game it really could have gone either way because I mean there was a muff punt and then Alabama did something crazy on their end it was it was like nip and tuck the whole game like there was really nobody that got a big like advantage mm-hmm. and then uh, I wasn't expecting to go to overtime but I mean did you ever did. feel
1: like Jalen Milrow
0: was like gonna take the game over because I didn't I mean, no, honestly, to be, I mean, honestly, no, I didn't, but I also didn't think that McCarthy was going to be the one to take over the game either. It was, it was, it was really with that running back. Like, to be honest, that was like the big X, I wouldn't say X factor, but that was like the big factor for me. Like if he can get going, then, I mean, it's really on his shoulders based on how far he can take Michigan.
1: Yeah. The, the Michigan team is led by the run game and the defense, but. I mean Marco Wilson made some Roman Wilson think made some great catches. Um McCorm was good. JJ McCarthy really didn't do much outside of like one run. Yeah. He really didn't have to do much at the end of that game.
0: No, he didn't, but I mean as far as so like what were you expecting whenever he, whenever it got to overtime? Like I was expecting
1: like, Michigan to win. You thought so? Oh yeah.
0: I mean I mean I had Michigan to win too, but I mean Alabama First off, I mean, for them to even get there with the mm-hmm. team that they had, that was a big deal in of its own. Because I, I wasn't expecting Alabama to even make it. But we talked about it on the other episode when they beat Michigan – not Michigan, uh, Georgia. Georgia. Like, you know, uh, did they deserve to be in it? And we were kind of talking about that. So, I just – I wasn't really sold on Alabama. But, I mean, they kind of proved me wrong. But Because I mean, given what know.
1: Georgia did, they went 63-3 to, 63 to three against Florida State – Mm-hmm. So, did Georgia deserve to be in, given that the two teams that went in above them, Texas and Alabama, mm-hmm. both lost? Don't do you think Georgia would have won either one of those games? No,
0: I mean probably not. No, you don't think Georgia could have beat Michigan? I do. Constructed right now, prop. I mean, probably yeah, uh, yeah. Actually, yeah, yeah. Especially, especially the more that I think about it, but I don't know. I mean, I. I hated the fact that Alabama was in it even in the first place, but I get it. But oh well. Um, Second game was the heartbreaker. <sighs> All right, so Texas and Washington, Jesus Christ, <laughs> that just makes me that makes me so mad. I don't I don't know about you, but I feel like when it when with the, uh, uh, with that Texas game, those them damn penalties. Like literally every time that there was a positive possession, mm. the penalties would bring it back. Would bring it back. We could never get a groove, at all. Was it was it the
1: penalties or was it the fact that Texas wasn't able to necessarily run the ball really well at the beginning of the game? And Quinn Ewers was not good in the first half. He was like eight of sixteen for ninety-seven yards. N- Michael, Penix like Michael Penix had like already a hundred and
0: Michael Penix had two hundred by halftime. And he was he was killing. He was lighting cooking. us. Lighten up, UT. Like it was nobody's Cooking. business. But also, also what sucked was our was our defense in those corners. But we knew the corners weren't that good. I mean, I, I mean, yes, that's true. But I wasn't expecting that. I was. I, I was not expecting that. I was. That. I was. Like, like I knew. I knew Washington was good. But I didn't know they were. Like, like they made UT look bad.
1: Washington got an NFL quarterback. Absolutely. Probably. Two, maybe three NFL wide receivers. They have a very good mm-hmm. offensive line. Like they were gonna move the ball on Texas. Texas just need to get one stop.
0: The thing, but the thing was like Texas, you know, obviously playing in the Big Twelve. Where I guess which is would you say like the second biggest conference in football? No, what? it's probably like third, it's probably fourth. So, so SEC,
1: SEC, Big, Big Ten, 10. Pac twelve this year, and then probably the Big Ten because ACC
0: isn't. Or a Big Twelve, okay, okay. Well, top five, or obviously Power Five, for sure. You would like you would think their defense would be be able to shut down somebody.
1: When is the last time Texas had a really good defense? When they had like Aaron Ross and Earl Thomas and guys like and and, and uh, Brian I mean, Arakpo, guys like that. Texas hadn't really had a great defense in a long time.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I guess I guess the expectations on this defense, like when, when you had mm. uh, Sweat on the line, and then. Mm. Uh, Uh, Murphy Jr. Yeah, and Murphy Jr. Like, like you, like you had, you had these high profile guys, Mm. and it's like, okay, like, like what, like what are we putting out there? Because again, the expectation was we, like, like Texas is going to be driven on their defense, and Washington proved, yeah, no, we're a little ways behind, especially like, like, like it got ugly.
1: But you see how the people you named are linemen. Yeah. Where is the corners? Texas used to always have corners and safeties. It, now we haven't had really corners and safeties like that for a long time.
0: It was it was so bad, and I know, and I know you watched it just as much as I did. Mm-hmm. Penix threw the ball. Ball's coming over here. The corners looking <laughs> this way. The yes. ball's over here. I'm, I <laughs> I stood up. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck are you looking at? And Sam was like, it's okay. I'm like, listen, this is the one game you just have to let me just be passionate. Like, you just <laughs> – <But Evan, laughs> like, it. just – oh, that, that pissed me off Evan, so bad. The, the problem
1: that you're having in this game is expectations versus reality. The expectation was that they would play better. The reality is Texas just doesn't have a very good secondary, which is why they lost that game and which why next year they run into an even bigger problem because they're going to be in the SEC. So, you so had how Washington are they going to cover Texas? I had Texas winning that because I thought Texas would be able to own the line of scrimmage, but they weren't able to do that. The defensive line, when they did get pressure, they couldn't get to Penix. Oh, my God. Like,
0: like, like, honestly, you couldn't even touch them. You Texas couldn't. could not even put a hand on them because the yeah. moment he felt pressure, gone,
1: gone every time, gone. There's nothing to do about it. Nothing, and we couldn't there was really nothing you could do. They were able to run the ball a little bit, so mm-hmm. we weren't able to just completely blitz and go after Penix. They just Washington was just a better team that night.
0: I mean, yeah, for sure. So my question to you is: Do you think that Washington exposed Texas in a way?
1: Only if you don't consistently watch Texas football. Okay. Because if you consistently watch the team, everybody knew that the weak point on the entire team mm-hmm. is the secondary. Right. So the fact that that got exposed against one of the best offenses in mm-hmm. the country is not really shocking. True. What's more shocking is that there wasn't a better game plan to make sure that the secondary didn't get exposed.
0: And I'm not the biggest football person, but I feel like, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, I feel like when in that first half Texas played a lot of man coverage.
1: They did. So they how come? Cooked. How
0: come? How come you don't switch that if you're if you're the defensive coordinator or the head coach? Like you see mm-hmm. that Penix is a lights out passer. Like mm-hmm. he like he's he's as accurate as as, as if I've seen him, and right. I've only watched them maybe a couple games throughout the year because they're not really on. T- or they they were, but they weren't on TV mm-hmm. a lot this year. So it's like okay, like how come that adjustment wasn't made to? Okay, let's. Do this coverage. Let's do this scheme and stuff like that. Kind of throw them off a little bit because I I felt like in the second half they stayed with man, and he just deep ball, deep ball, like like every single time they got behind our corners and safeties, and I'm just like, I mean, damn. Some,
1: sometimes okay, you're you coach and you coach basketball, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can have a game plan and you could call a zone defense in basketball. You call a zone right. defense. But somehow, some way, the offense figures out a way to get your defenders one on one against their players. It's the same concept in football. Mm-hmm. You can run a zone, but eventually, zone becomes man. So you, e- either way it goes, they were able to just exploit the matchup. It was just, it was just a bad matchup entirely. If Texas played Alabama or Michigan, I f- would have felt better with them winning that game. I went with Texas because I believe in them, but honestly, it was just a bad matchup for them. Anybody else, they would have been okay
0: with. And the crazy thing is, I mean, we talk about all that Texas did wrong; they only lost the game by six.
1: Yeah, because Washington almost choked the game. Because away.
0: because Washington got too cute, they started trying to do all those flea flickers and stuff, and Texas actually defended that the like the perfectly. right way, like perfectly. Right. So, I mean, I'm I'm surprised that they won by six, especially like in the fourth quarter when they. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't see all of it, but I did see that their running back had, had went down with a foot injury. Yeah, he got hurt, and so that gave Texas the ball back. I think that was on fourth down because it
1: stopped the clock.
0: Okay, like, but the thing is, like Texas, I think they were at Washington's what twenty five when that happened, mm. and they marched it all the way down to like the seven. Mm. Like, it doesn't get it. It doesn't get no crazier than that. I I really thought Texas was about to pull that out, especially especially the touchdown catch that Mitchell had before. Oh, my God. That was nasty.
1: <laughs> but, Evan.
0: That was that was nasty. But,
1: again, Evan, this comes to the point of what I'm saying. You expected something.
0: But the yes. reality of the just,
1: situation is that secondary is not good enough to win a national I just didn't.
0: I, I mean. But again, help is
1: on the way. Signed the number one safety in the country in this recruiting class. I just, Help's on the way.
0: Like, like I said, I knew Washington was good. I knew Penix, obviously, is a Heisman runner-up. I, like I knew that. But watching them, like. From first quarter to mm-hmm. the end of the fourth, I'm like, damn! Like, they're, like they actually really yeah, nah. cold. Penix, like, Penix is like that. Penix was 29 and 38, 430. Yeah, he's like that. He's like that. He's been doing that all year. They had two receivers over 100 yards, over 120 yards actually. Mm-hmm. And and the 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 highest receiver we had was 75 yards, and that wasn't even Mitchell. It Mitchell was, was Mitchell was four for 32. Right. I feel like I feel like in, in games like that, you got to get Mitchell and Worthy the ball. I mean, but that's When Whittington had seventy, and Sanders, our tight end, had seventy five. Right. We just couldn't get nothing moving. Like I that's th- just
1: look at those numbers, and you tell me who was the better team. Like oh that. no,
0: I'm, I'm not. I'm it not was saying. Washington. I'm not. I'm not trying to discredit Washington or anything like that, because obviously Washington is 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 that team. They are. I just I didn't think they were that cold. Oh yeah, Washington was had the hardest that.
1: path there all year. So, they're battle tested. They're good. They're a good team. And Pennix is the real deal,
0: man. So, so I guess that leads into this. Championship game next Monday right here in Houston, Texas. Right. NRG. Who you got? Michigan Michigan, Lord have mercy. Michigan or Washington?
1: Michigan. This is a much better matchup for for Michigan. Because
0: is it, it's a me, be, much better matchup, like how, defensively for them? or De- no? Or defensively,
1: they'll be all right because the defense has been dominant all year and they have first-round talent in their secondary. Will Johnson's going to be a first-round pick. Okay. But the better part of it – oh, sorry. <laughs> this man here. <laughs> I guess we want to get right to the basketball taste, don't we? <laughs> no, that was um, accident. Well, let me speed this up.
0: <laughs> oh, 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 my bad.
1: Michigan is better offensively because Washington – Really can't stop the run like that, and unlike Texas, because Sarkisian wants to throw the ball around, Michigan's gonna run it, run it, run it some more. I think Michigan will just control the control the game from the line of scrimmage.
0: I think I'm gonna still go Washington because I think Penix. I mean, to throw for 4:30, that's that's insane. And
1: oh, Penix made you a believer.
0: I mean, I, I mean, I guess yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, Michigan has been to the college football playoffs. I guess I guess for me it's like cuz obviously Washington will probably be the underdog going into this. They are. I just want to go for the underdog. Okay. Just just want to go for them. I I, I just want to see somebody do it. So I think I think Washington would do it and they're both undefeated, right? Yes.
1: The last two undefeated teams standing.
0: Now, if they if they're running back depending on his injury mm-hmm. cuz obviously uh I heard he's a big or saw that he's a big uh focal point. He's a point. big
1: part of the offense, yeah.
0: If he can't play, then I'll probably say Michigan. But if he can play, even even at even not at 100%, I think I'm still going to still go Washington.
1: Michigan is going to win by two touchdowns regardless of what By happened. two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. They'll be able to get the Penix. They're going to cause some turnovers. And I just think they'll just run the ball and chew the clock.
0: It'll, it, it won't be pretty,
1: but Michigan will win by two touchdowns.
0: What's your score prediction? Thirty thirty-four seventeen. I'll say I'll say twenty-eight twenty five Washington. Ooh, a nail biter because Michigan's a special team is terrible. Twenty eight, um, twenty five, Washington. I think I I think I'll go with that. But but yeah. Uh y'all let us know what y'all think. Who's who's gonna win? Michigan or Washington. So. You
1: know, Evan, speaking of um, Speaking of the end of something, as in the college football playoff ending next week, you know it's about to end and what we're about to bring back up from the past? Oh, my Philadelphia Eagles take about them losing in the first <laughs> round of the playoffs. Remember everybody, I said it here first. Oh my god. Please place your bets on your parlays. Put it in there. Eagles lose in the first round. I will get y'all paid. We have been on a streak. I told y'all He's the Browns. With that, huh? I'm still I'm still rocking with that. The Browns have been performing well. My man Joe Flacco throwing that thing around. The mm-hmm. defense balling. Just remember, Eagles lose in the first round.
0: But mm.
1: speaking of that since will we can wait for for another two weeks to go by <laughs> for me to be ultimately right on that. In the NFL playoffs, the teams that have clinched already in the AFC mm-hmm. is Baltimore, Kansas City, and Cleveland. And Miami. And in Miami yep. have all clinched already. Have all right? clinched.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But Sunday night, Buffalo plays at Miami. And this is the scenario. And
0: Texans play at Indianapolis.
1: At Indianapolis on Saturday night. That Texans and Colts game is a win and end game. Whoever wins that game is is in in the playoffs. It's it's that simple. Um, But for the Bills and the Dolphins game, there's a way that if Buffalo loses, they don't make the playoffs. But if they win, they'll be the two seed. Really? And Miami will fall down. Hmm. So my question to you in that scenario
0: is, yeah, because I'm looking at it right now. If
1: Buffalo, if Buffalo does not make the playoffs after all of this mm-hmm. during this season, is it time to blow it up
0: in Buffalo? I would say so. I w- I would actually say so. And here's and here's my thing. I've first off, I'm going to address this now. In my fantasy league, fantasy leagues, I got fourth in one, and fifth in the other. I'm gonna go ahead and congratulate my man because he got first in, in in our league. So I'm gonna go ahead and congratulate him. But I say that to say this: I had Stefan Diggs the on underdogs,
1: my team. the underdogs.
0: And the first, I think, the first five or six games, he was over 100 yards. After that, so from I guess I think like game six to like game six down or or, or up to now, under 100 yards. Correct. So. Do you, think, do you think it's time to get rid of Diggs for something else? Or do you still think that Diggs is that is that person?
1: Diggs is still that guy. It's just the fact that the offense needs to change. They need another player on the opposite side of Diggs, not to get rid of Diggs. And most importantly, they need to continue to run the ball. Because James Cook is really like that if you give him the ball. Yeah. Um, he's like Appreciate that. Appreciate that trade, by the way. Uh, it's still – and again – with the interruptions today. It's the, it's the interruptions. Sorry. I don't understand what's going on. Um, But, yeah, like, I, I think Buffalo just needs to continue to do what they do, get another wide receiver on the side of Diggs, get rid of Sean McDermott, and just continue to rock out from
0: there. So, so, I mean, do you think that Gabe Davis is that answer on the other side of Diggs? No. So. Hell no. Who do you think that Buffalo should get? in order in order to to really compete in the AFC.
1: Another coach. Okay. Another coach because Sean McDermott, love you do, but you I think you might have ran your course. Um and you need another voice in there, and they need another playmaker. They just need somebody they really else do. on the side. Yeah. You could trade for a Mike Williams from the Chargers. Mike Williams will be on the market. Mm-hmm. He's coming off of an injury. The Chargers need to get rid of some cap space anyway. So send Mike Williams to Buffalo to pair him on the other side of Diggs.
0: I like that. It'll be just fine. Um, so about Jacksonville at four. Yeah. Did you did you mention them? or you know? Or no.
1: Now because, Jacksonville's because, in an interesting situation. Because
0: they haven't clinched. Because I because they're nine and seven. Indianapolis is nine and seven. Texans are nine and seven. Mm-hmm. And Pittsburgh I, is still in it at nine and seven.
1: Pittsburgh, okay. This is the thing for Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh has a kind of a crazy path. Pittsburgh wins mm-hmm. and Buffalo loses. Right? That's the easiest way for them to get in. Or Pittsburgh wins, Jacksonville loses or ties. Or here's another scenario. Pittsburgh wins, Houston Indy tie. Pittsburgh tie, Jacksonville loss. Houston Indy doesn't end in a tie. Mm -hmm. There's just so many complex ways for them to get in. The easiest way for them to get in is for them to win and Buffalo to lose at Miami.
0: Who would you want your top six to be in the AFC before we go to the NFC? Who would I want? Yeah. Who would you like to see? And then I'll answer. I like it the way that it would
1: currently set up right now.
0: So, cur- so mm, currently as is right now. Yeah.
1: I think the, I think that Indy is – Indy won't be as fun to watch in the playoffs mm-hmm. as Houston because of C.J. Stroud. Mm-hmm. But I think that Indy is a slightly better team than the Texans. Mm-hmm. I do think the Texans will win Saturday night because C.J. Stroud is just better than Minshew. Mm-hmm. But I do think Indy top to bottom is a better team.
0: Is Trevor Lawrence still hurt? Or is he supposed to be back?
1: Uh, he was still hurt. He's probably gonna play in the game like this, but they play Tennessee, hmm. and Tennessee, man, it's, they it's they god awful. They packed it up.
0: They packed it up. It's god awful. They yeah. So, um, I mean, I would like to see Houston in it, but if not, then I mean, I agree. Uh, I like it as the top six at top six as it is now. So
1: I agree. Oh, there's also something else I needed to talk to talk about on here while we're on the NFL playoffs. Mm-hmm. My Atlanta Falcons. (laughs) It's not going to be a rant today, guys. I promise y'all it's not going to be a rant. I did not come prepared to rant today. Because like I said, I'm no longer going to address that individual directly. I'm just going to talk to the organization. Guys, look out. It's very simple for us. We win this game on Sunday and Tampa Bay loses. We win the division. We get a home playoff game. We'll probably be ended up playing Philadelphia in the first round which would make my prediction just really, oh, my, that would drive me nuts. But, yeah, um, guys, listen to me. Don't win, okay? Don't win on Sunday. There, we have, There's no reason for us to beat the Saints, okay? Let's just wrap this season up, okay? You seen your future franchise quarterback last week. His name is Justin Fields. When you went up to Chicago and they beat our ass and sent us back to Atlanta, that needs to be your future quarterback, okay? Trade for him, lose this game, get a good draft pick right draft us a pass rusher okay no corners no wide receivers no running backs a pass rusher a big boy somebody to get to the quarterback and then we go from there and get rid of that individual as well mr blank we both know who i'm talking about it's time the people are ready we are all ready he must go okay he's it's, it's gonna be freeing after you let him go all right thank you thank you arthur thank you arthur and have a great evening <laughs> not, i appreciate you boss.
0: not mr blank but um, so, before we move on to the NFC, Mr. Willie, shout-out to Mr. Willie, who's in the live. Uh, he said Texans are going to win. So, he thinks Texans are going to be in the playoffs, too. Oh, man. So, but shout-out to Mr. Willie. Shout-out to, shout to Mr. Willie, though. Shout-out to shout-out to Mr. Willie. All right. So, NFC, top six, 49ers, Dallas, Detroit, uh, Buccaneers, Philly, and the Rams. Mm-hmm. What you got? Exactly.
1: Exactly the way how it, it is. is. I don't want to see Seattle in the playoffs. I don't. They're not very interesting. If
0: New if so New Orleans plays who Sunday? Atlanta. Atlanta. If New Orleans wins are they in?
1: No. Yes, no. Not not just win and in. Definitely. They need to win and they need, and to they win they need and Tampa, Tampa Bay to lose. lose.
0: Okay. And who does Tampa play? <laughs> oh shit.
1: The Panthers. Oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <y'all>. <laughs> so never
0: mind. Saints, we'll do it next year. Yeah, five. yeah. Just like, that's why I said it's it. no point forget in the Falcons it. winning.
1: You know what? We, you know what? Both teams just go out there, say we're not going to play, so it ends in a tie. In a we'll tie. just do it like that. That's fine. No that's point. fine. That's fine.
0: All right. So, hmm, I wasn't expecting Detroit to be eleven and five. Which I mean, credit to them. Uh, I wasn't expecting Philly to be that low. So I was. I guess I'm my question to you is, so so who plays who? So, obviously, 49ers get a bye. Right. And then uh, two plays? Seven. Two's play, oh, seven, Yes. Okay. So, two plays. Oh, shit.
1: The way it's currently set up, Dallas would play Green Bay in Dallas. Okay. Detroit would get the Rams in Detroit, which would be dope because Matthew Stafford goes mm-hmm. back to Detroit. And then you would get Philly going to Tampa Bay to play the Buccaneers.
0: Okay. You like all those matchups?
1: I do. I think they'll all be really good games. I think the best game out that group would definitely be Detroit and uh, the Rams. That that would be a shootout.
0: Okay. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I like those matchups, too. And, honestly, I wouldn't change a thing. I mean, I would like to see the Saints in it, but that's obviously not going to happen.
1: Evan, we're going to have to have that conversation in the offseason. Y'all will see the Saints are in cap hell. There's oh, I mean, yeah. no way around.
0: Yeah, Yeah. They're they are. in cap hell. They are. So – um, before we move on, Super Bowl predictions. Who you got ahead of the playoffs?
1: The same. I told y'all the Dallas Cowboys are going to win the NFC and be in the Super Bowl. All right. And on the other side, I told y'all this in the group message before the season started mm-hmm. that I'm taking the Baltimore Ravens to come out of the AFC. So right now I'm sitting pretty. Dallas and Baltimore meeting in Vegas for the championship.
0: I must say. Should I be should I be cliche and just do just do the top ones or should I be controversial here? Let's you should say what's on your heart. Free yourself. Damn it! I really hate that I'm about to really say this. Speak the truth. Shame the devil. God damn it! Okay, I also have Dallas. What? I'm a, I'm gonna choose Dallas to win. We the did NFC. it! <laughs> we did it! <laughs> shout out! Shout out to all my Dallas friends. Shout out to Garrett Kennedy! Oh. All my people in Lubbock, all all the Dallas fans. Shout out to y'all. I'm gonna yes, ride with Dallas to win the NFC. All right, here in we go. In the AFC, mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna actually still go with the Chiefs. I think so, Evan. I think. I Evan. Mean, we'll we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Evan. I think. I don't know, but the Chiefs. I think so. The Chiefs. I, I think so. Because you said. One play seven, right? Two play oh, seven. Oh, I'm sorry, two play seven. So Miami goes to Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kansas City goes to?
1: Kansas City, we get Buffalo. Buffalo.
0: In Kansas City. In Can- in, yeah, in Kansas City.
1: But given the way that's going to be, if, okay, say Buffalo wins, Buffalo mm-hmm. will be the two seed. So really, it would be Kansas City getting
0: Miami. Mm, okay. I mean, I already said it, so I think I'm going to with it. You're Dallas, a brave soldier, that, my man. You're Dallas and Kansas soldier. City, Dallas and Kansas City. So again, shout out to all the Dallas people. Please don't let me down. Please, 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 please,
1: please. He please. just keeps sleeping on on the guy, and the guy's name is Lamar Jackson, the most underappreciated <sighs> quarterback in the game. He does everything for his team. Gonna win <sighs> league MVP. Yeah. Like two time, gonna be a two time league MVP. I
0: just have a I just have a weird feeling that that they're gonna lose. I just I just have that feeling. I don't want them to, but I just have a feeling that they're gonna lose.
1: Wow. I just I just have that I feeling. I can't be mad at you but given what they've done in the past. I just I just have a but I just bad believe bad this is their that. year. Kansas City's not very good. The Chargers didn't make the playoffs, Jacksonville is injured. It's just it just seems like it's their year. If they're gonna do it, it's gonna be this year.
0: Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say if they if they're gonna do it, it has to be this year. If it not, it's it I, I don't know when they're gonna go come back. Me either. So But speaking of underrated. You know,
1: we spent time talking about how Lamar is underrated just now, right? Mm -hmm. So, it made me think of the most underrated players in the NBA. Mm -hmm. And I found a list we can kind of quickly go over. Let's do it. Just to see where it stands, even though I don't fully agree with all of these. But I do agree with some of them. So, I'll start from the bottom. They took it all the way to... 14 i think i'll start i'll start at 10 i don't want to do 14 i'll start at 10. number 10 is alec burke from detroit pistons
0: he's yes he's underrated but he i mean he's one of those guys that's been like consistent throughout his whole career like no matter where he's gone he's been he's been that kind of like scores mentality whether it's off the bench starter whatever like he's he's a good bucket coming off the bench so yeah i i I would say he's an underrated player.
1: It, he's been very consistent looking at his numbers throughout his career. He's played all over the place. I remember him playing with the Knicks. Mm-hmm. I remember him playing with uh, Utah. Utah, yep. He so played with Utah. I definitely remember him. But the thing for me, can we really consider anybody underrated that plays for the Pistons? As bad as that team is. Like, there's not right, been many I mean, redeeming right qualities now, about the Pistons. Right
0: now, no. I mean, because Pistons are 3 and 30. Like, it's not it's not a good look, but. I mean, if we if we if we pull up his numbers right now with the Pistons, I mean he's what averaging
1: 11, 11.7, 4.9 rebounds, three assists. Yeah, no.
0: Uh, okay. I mean he is, but right now at that stage, no,
1: he's not. You know they have a number nine. Who? Desmond Bain. Not T Rex. Eighteen points a game, four four rebounds, shooting forty three percent from three i just I keep saying this about Desmond Bain. He's underrated. For that, yeah. Especially not a Jos back. He is. He's I mean, in I'm his not role. I'm
0: not the biggest fan of him, but for what for what he does or what he did with like 25 games without Jaw, mm. I'll give it to him. Do
1: you think he could be a more consistent Chris Middleton? I would think so. Cause I think that's his role in this team. Ja so. is is the Giannis and he's the Chris Middleton for right now until they go make another yeah, move.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't really see them making a move anytime soon. But like I said, I mean, based on what he did without Jaw, to be able to average twenty five, be consistent, and I think he damn near played all those games except for one. Right. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't get no better than that, especially for them. I mean, it, obviously it didn't result in winning because mm. you really can't. Just a, or you can't ask him to be that guy, but for what he does for the Memphis Grizzlies, yes, he's underrated. Okay. Well. That's my only compliment to you, Desmond Bain.
1: He's a hater, Desmond. I believe you. I That's had you in my compliment. top ten shooting guards list. My Evan did compliment. not remember that. I did not. That Jalen Green roller coaster. Don't worry, we'll revisit that very shortly. We can talk about we'll we that about shortly. that later. Yeah. Yeah. We can talk you wanna about talk that. About that? Okay. We can talk about it later.
0: Number. I actually got some stuff I need to say to Jalen. Oh, about time. I need no. to talk to Jalen. I need to talk to him big time because it's nah. making me look bad. But continue. Hey
1: everybody, we'll hurry up and get through this list, and I promise you Evan will have the whole end of this to himself. All right. I will go get a refill on my drink. <laughs> Grayson Allen from the Phoenix Suns.
0: Actually, yes. Grayson Allen has been shooting the, the three ball really well. Um, yes. Without – like games that you know, Bradley Beal's not there, Kevin Durant's not there, obviously Booker's not there. Mm-hmm. I feel like he is very consistent in his uh, in his approach to the game, and like I said, he's been he's really been shooting the ball very very well. Um, the game I went to on the twenty seventh when they came here to Houston, I think he ended up with like fifteen, mm-hmm. and like only missed like two or three shots. So I mean, he's he's a very underrated player. He's
1: been me. their best free agent signing. I would think so. For sure. I, yeah, I would think so
0: because. Well, yeah, because Bradley Bill got traded there. So, yeah, he's winning. And Bradley yeah. Bill
1: never plays.
0: He never plays. So, yeah, you, you're Phoenix right. Phoenix
1: stuck with that contract, and they have no depth, and they have no picks. It's Phoenix is in a bad spot, it's man. It's bad. Um, number, sep- number seven, Malcolm Malcolm Brogdon. Malcolm Brogdon is forever going to be on these lists. I'm sorry. He's just forever going to be one of those guys that just look down upon for whatever reason. Um, so, I'm not shocked that he's at seven on here, but – I mean, he's just he's just one of those guys. I
0: mean, I agree with you. I'm not shocked, but Malcolm Brogdon is kind of, and I'm gonna say this, and I'm gonna say it to the to the point that I made with R.J. Barrett. Mm. He's kind of like that model citizen. Like, there's not right. there's not a lot that comes with Malcolm Brogdon. So so he so, doesn't have
1: the superstar. Yeah, appeal, he doesn't the he star doesn't, appeal. Yeah,
0: he doesn't. He doesn't really have that appeal to him. Mm. I mean, obviously he's not he's not really a scorer. Not much. I mean, because what is Because he averaging right now?
1: Five. Six six assists.
0: Six assists. How many? Nineteen points.
1: points five rebounds. But do you got to think he's playing in Portland?
0: Yeah, he's playing in Portland, which doesn't have a superstar.
1: No. And Scoot's starting to pick it up now. So at a certain point, I mean, Malcolm's gonna go to the bench.
0: Again, I mean I, I feel I feel like a lot of these have to do with the per team basis. So I mean right. if he's if he's averaging nineteen with the Trailblazers, considering the Trailblazers aren't gonna make the playoffs, like obviously they're in a rebuild, then I mean I guess so. But again, I'm just—I mean, he's not really—he's um, not really that big of a underrated appeal to me. But I see it with, uh, whenever he's with Portland. I get that.
1: Okay, I agree. Um, the next two, because I—I think these should be flipped. Six is Tobias Harris. Five is Jared Allen. I think Switch Tobias it. Harris should be five.
0: Switch it, yeah. But my—but my thing with Tobias Harris is. I think he is a good regular season player. Right. Come playoffs? Well, okay. It's you, it's it, it's a total it's a totally
1: okay. different story. Wait, wait a minute. We'll we'll come back to Tobias Harris cuz totally that leads different to story. another question I have for you on a different topic. So we'll we'll come back to Harris and Jared Allen. Keep those thoughts though cuz that just that triggered something else for me to think of. Um number 4 JaJante Murray. They have him as underrated? They have him as underrated. If you look at his numbers, he's averaging 21, 9, 8, and two steals
0: a night. That's underrated? Man, DeJounte. No a, way. At no, this point in his career, he not. has
1: been underrated, where he's at I now mean, given his situation.
0: He was underrated when he was on the Spurs. He was. Now, with with the averages of that? Yes. No way. Who
1: talks about him? The person you talk about in the Hawks is, is Trey Young.
0: I get that, but to be uh, – for him to be underrated, no, I, I don't. No. Okay. no, 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 no,
1: no. We'll beg. I I disagree. I think Jante is very underrated right now with what he's doing.
0: I mean, I think he could probably be up there as with. I mean, because twenty eight or twenty one nine and eight, that's damn near all star numbers.
1: That is all star. So numbers. So it's like, let's be real here. He's almost averaging a triple double. Uh, yeah, with no. Trey Young
0: is his backcourt he's, mate. He he is he is not underrated. I think I think he is right where he needs to be right now.
1: Which is like the sixth best guard in the East. Well, yeah, fifth.
0: That's fine. That's fine. That's that's about right. Okay.
1: The guy that's gonna make the All Star team over him is at number three, which is Jalen Brunson.
0: Underrated, yes. Very much so. Very, yeah, very, very.
1: Because Julius.
0: Julius Julius. been playing. He been balling. Julius. Julius Randle.
1: Hey man. I want you to know. You, right here. you see that they getting rid of folks. I mm-hmm. see that your points started going up as soon as RJ yeah, went as, out as the door. As, as soon
0: as RJ went out the door, that man said, I'm shooting the ball. Man. Business. And you business sh- moves. As, as you should, Julius Randle. I've said that.
1: I'm with you, Julius. Think long term, King. Think long term. Who else we got? Uh, number two, Bobby Portis. Uh,
0: and I'm with mm-hmm. it. I'm with it. As far as underrated though. I was I would say so because because for that for uh for that Bucks team, I think he he fits them perfectly. He's that mm-hmm. He's that 3 and D guy. He he's he's kind of like the enforcer a little bit like like to an extent. So I think I think what he does for Milwaukee, yes. But I feel like if you put him on any other team, probably not. I mean, because he, before he got to Milwaukee, he was with Chicago. He was with yeah Washington. He was with New York. Remember when he punched Mirtich in the face? Yeah, and that's then, that's what kind of set him back a little bit. And then and then damn near took off Caldwell Pope's head when he was with the Knicks. Yeah. So again, I feel I feel like he found the right fit for him and good job for him. Uh, but I mean, he's proven that if if he if he's on any other team, it might not. I think it if he went to another
1: out. situation right now, he'd be pretty pretty good. I think he'd still be able to do what he does right now, because there's a there's a bunch of other teams that can use a Bobby Portis.
0: Oh no no yeah yeah I agree. I just don't. I mean I don't know. Just just kind of based on his his past, it's it doesn't it never really worked out because he because he was a lottery pick. He was coming out of Arkansas, and he really hasn't really lived up the, up to that up until up until Milwaukee.
1: He he didn't live up to his potential until he got to Milwaukee, but I think now since he's been in Milwaukee, he's been able to mature and grow, I think another yeah, destination that's he'd, fair. Be, he'd be that's pretty fair. good at. I would love to see him in Oklahoma City as a as a potential. Man, that actually would
0: be a good pickup. They
1: talk about Laurie Marketing. I think Bobby Portis could get it. Lori Marketing would would face. not be
0: a bad pickup either though. No,
1: they wouldn't. It wouldn't at all. Um last one, number one, Seth Curry. No. No, to Seth. No. I mean, it, I if I'm being so. honest, I don't think Seth is number one. If I'm being honest about who should be number one, who based should off of be expectations, number one, um, it's probably Jalen Brunson.
0: I would agree with that. It's, it's, it's Jalen Brunson. Brunson. Yeah. But I mean, as far as Seth, I mean he he goes like every team that he's gone to, he's done the same thing. Why well, was he's a, he's, a, he's a shooter? He's but, a shooter. I mean, outside of that, like, like, what is it? That's that. I mean, that's it. But that's very valuable. That's
1: a very valuable. It is, trait. especially
0: in today's NBA. But I mean, as far as underrated, I mean, you kind of said it yourself about about somebody else. Like, they don't really talk about them. I feel. I
1: feel like about big, Murray. That's that was my point about Murray. I feel Murray. like.
0: I feel. I feel like when it comes to being underrated, people have to be like, hey, like, you got to watch this kid. Like, you right. got to watch this kid. I don't feel like they say that about Murray because he's at the spot where he's at right now. Like, like he, like I think he is perfect where he is right now.
1: Being number two to Trey Young. Yes, I think Murray could go somewhere else I th- and be a lead guard for a championship. Consider. I think so
0: too, but based, but based on the team that he ha- that he's on right now, I think him and Trey Young are perfect together. So I don't, I don't, I don't really classify Murray as underrated.
1: Okay, let me. Cause remember
0: I said come back to Tobias, Tobias Harris. Okay, let's get to it.
1: Cause we're cause now it makes me wonder with Tobias Harris being where he's at on this ranking and where we generally think he's at mm-hmm. at this point with the Sixers doing as well as they're doing, why don't the Sixers pull the trigger and get rid of Tobias Harris and bring in an OG, uh, not an OG, an OBA, a uh, Pascal
0: Siakam. See, see, see. I thought they should have traded. Tobias Harris, like two years ago, in my opinion.
1: They they should have, but they didn't.
0: They should have, and they had the opportunity to do it. I don't remember for who, but, but they had the opportunity to do it. Or actually, I think he was a free agent. Uh, it was
1: him and Jimmy. It was him or. Was it remember him or Jimmy yeah, Butler? Yeah, it was him and Jimmy Butler, yeah. All right. And they picked Tobias Harris. They
0: picked Tobias Harris. Yeah. That was stupid. <laughs> that was. Stupid. It was stupid. <laughs> that was really stupid. So. I like to buy. I like to buy a Harris's game, but just again, I th- I think he's a regular season player. Mm-hmm. You flip it with Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler
1: is a postseason. season player. player. Right. So
0: which which one do you want to value more here?
1: With the way Embiid is playing, averaging like almost forty a night in the month of December, mm-hmm. it would it would clearly be Jimmy Butler. It would clearly um, be Jimmy. But, but would you would you bring in a Pascal Siakam for a Tobias
0: Harris? One thousand percent. Yes. 1,000.
1: So, does that mean that... Because if you're Toronto at this point, you've already gotten rid of OG Ananobi. Mm-hmm. So, Pascal has, has to, to be, be next.
0: Has to, absolutely.
1: Because you're going to keep uh, Scotty Barnes. Mm-hmm. Scotty Barnes is staying, and you're going completely young, mm-hmm. right? So, that will lead... Right now, it's Yakum and Poto left.
0: Yeah, which, I mean, I think they'll keep Poto. Right. Yeah. Just till the contract
1: runs out. Mm-hmm. But if you're Toronto, you trade Pascal the 76ers, Mm -hmm. does that make the 76ers a a more legitimate championship contender in the East?
0: I would think so because, I mean, you, like, Pascal has that championship experience. So, Mm -hmm. to pair him with Embiid and Tyrese Maxey, I mean, I think think that's a real solid big three uh, in Mm -hmm. Philly. So, I mean, I think they can compete for a championship. Now, will they win it? I mean, that's to be argued at a later point if they do end up making that trade. But I think... I think that would definitely put them in the conversation because sure. getting
1: rid of Tobias takes away some shooting mm-hmm. that Siakam doesn't provide.
0: So, so what if what if Philly were or not Philly? What if Toronto were to send Siakam and Dennis Schroeder for Tobias Harris and somebody else? Then, then oh, I would do
1: that. I then, would do that.
0: Then you add that shooting, right? That you're kind of missing with, with Schroeder. Yeah, with Schroeder.
1: And you can bring him off the bench mm-hmm. instead of starting him next to Max. You bring him off the bench. Absolutely, um, I agree with that. I mean, I don't really see anything wrong with that that package. Whatsoever. I don't either.
0: Now, I mean, I wouldn't do both of them for Tobias Harris. I don't no, think he's no, no no no, right? no, 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 hell no. But but I would do I would do those two for Tobias and I'm trying to think who's on their bench. Melton. Yeah, probably Melton. Why not? I don't, he's, not, he's a backup not, you're not guard really, You're anyway. not really losing anything. No. So.
1: You keep Nas Reed because you need a you need a backup.
0: Yeah. Um, and then that leads me to Zach Levine. I think Zach Levine would be perfect in Sacramento. I think he would be perfect in Sacramento. So you would be
1: trading Harrison Barnes and Malik mm-hmm. Monk?
0: Mm-hmm. So hear me out. You try you Zach Levine goes to Sacramento. You get rid right. of Harrison Barnes, you get rid of Malik Monk. Mm-hmm. You still got Fox, Sabonis, uh Mitchell comes off Mitchell the bench. Mitchell comes off the bench, and then you add Levine with that mix. Mm-hmm. That's deadly. It is. That is deadly. The only thing that worries me now is is basically that bench. Because obviously Murray starts. Uh Keegan Murray. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh, uh, Keegan Murray. So I mean, it just it's kind of a it's kind of a give or take, but I mean I think I think in the long run I think he would be perfect in Sacramento.
1: But who plays defense on that team? Who plays defense Mitchell. on it? T- nah. D- Mitchell. Davion Mitchell plays
0: plays defense.
1: But he comes off the bench. Yeah. So because that was their problem last year defense? against Golden State is they couldn't get any stops. They couldn't get stops. Steph was cooking him.
0: I mean, of course. But, I mean, or again, I mean that's Steph Curry we're talking about here.
1: But I've seen Steph be stopped by other teams. It's not that he's unstoppable. It's you know just, what I'm it's saying? Just, can he you just, contain him? Right, right. I got you. You can't let him go for fifty in the closeout game. That's true. Not at home. Who
0: do you think Zach would be would be good with to finish this out? I said
1: this beforehand. I think it's Dallas Mavericks.
0: So why Dallas?
1: Because Dallas needs another wing threat. Because Dallas is very, very guard heavy with Kyrie, Tim Hardaway, mm-hmm. Luca. They need somebody on the wing. Just somebody that could take the stress off of Luca and Kyrie.
0: So what would your package be for, for Dallas to get to get Zach?
1: You would have to give up Hardaway Jr. You would
0: have to, because I'm looking at it right now. You would have to give up Hardaway Jr. You would
1: have to give up uh Hardy.
0: Mm-hmm
1: and it would have to be some picks and somebody else to just make the the money work but you would definitely have to give up your first round pick you might have to get rid of Seth Curry as well
0: i was just i was just about to throw that name out yeah. there you, you, like yeah
1: seth tim hardaway and uh hardy and a first round pick unprotected first round pick that's
0: not bad at all
1: because you need it because you need it to compete in the west cuz i bad. like Derek Lively i like Derek Lively he can play i think he's a good center but they need some other wing scoring.
0: So with that, so with that trade, as we get ready to finish this out, would you add something else to that Levine trade if you were Chicago? Like, would you put in like a Kobe, uh, Kobe White?
1: I wouldn't get rid of Kobe White because we need to do a youth movement anyway. Okay. If I'm being perfectly honest, if I'm Chicago, I'm trying to get rid of a lot of my team and a lot of my cap. So if I could get rid of Caruso as well as Levine then yes, I would do that because the Rosen I can trade all on his own and mm-hmm. get some back and then Vucevic, mm-hmm. I can trade him or I can keep Vucevic. I'm going to keep one out of the mm-hmm. three of y'all, but two of y'all are going to go. I got you. So I would I got so
0: you. With it. No.
1: So um, yeah. But yeah, man, uh, speaking of p- people that could potentially be on the trade block. I'm going to let you go ahead and have your ISO with uh, one Mr. Jalen Green. Jalen, you know I love you. You know I was here for you. I'm the one that said you should be on this top ten list, but I haven't been as hard on you as, as Evan is about to be. So uh, I'm now, just going to sit and enjoy.
0: Now, mine is not going to be as lengthy as Mr. Uh, Arthur Smith in Atlanta. It was deserved. But, Jalen, matter of fact, which camera you want me to look at? Let me just – okay, I'm gonna go right here. Jalen Green. I want you to know since I made this statement of you being a top 10 shooting guard first off that reel got 21,000 views a lot of people were bashing me rightfully so and a lot of people were with me rightfully so but since then you have made me look bad sir you've kind of made me look bad and I'm and I'm a Houston Rockets fan I love your game I love what you're doing for the city but dude you got to get out of Udoka's doghouse, man. You have to get out of the doghouse. You got to be consistent. We got to make this work. Because you are a top 10 shooting guard. I believe that. But the way you've been playing is if you were a top 30. And that is not the case, sir. Work on your game. Be consistent. And let's prove these doubters wrong. See, I'm not going to be hard on you like I know somebody else was with somebody else. But... Just, you're making me look bad right now. You got you got people in the comments just saying I shouldn't talk basketball, and that kind of hurts my feelings right now. Come on, man. Don't make me look bad. That's the only time I'm going to address you, my dog. Just don't make me look bad, please. Well, you know,
1: Evan won't say this, but I will. That's fine. In uh, Jalen Green's last 10 games, Jalen is shooting 40% from the field, right? That's not good whatsoever. Jalen is averaging 16 points. Not good. Four rebounds. Not good. Three assists. 0.8 steals. 0.4 blocks. And that is
0: literally since I made that comment. Yes. That's crazy.
1: On average, he's making five field goals a game while attempting 13.
0: Not Um, good.
1: He is also shooting 40% from three. Not good. He had a 16% shooting game, 33, 36, 35, 25, 28, Forty, and he picked it up the last two games with sixty-three percent and fifty percent from the field.
0: Well, moral of this conversation, Jalen, Jalen, you belong. You just got to be consistent. That's it. So that's a wrap for episode six of the Midweek Athletes Pod. We Number appreciate six. y'all. Continue to like, share, and subscribe. Also, check us out on Spotify or Apple Pod, uh, wherever you get your podcast from. I'm Evan. This is Wes, and we out. Let's go.